Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Boger and Politics here. Today, I want to talk about the core tenets of QAnon that are the sealed indictments and the D-class. These powerful weapons that will destroy the deep state whenever it is that they are unleashed upon the world. Now, you might think that these are the same thing, but they're tangential, but not the same. And also, the D-class is a chameleon that shapeshifts as needed by Q and QAnon in order to suit their needs. Now, first off, the 60,000 sealed indictments, which have now become like 200,000 sealed indictments, and probably by the end of the decade in the 2030s, QAnon, if it's still going on, will be talking about how there's like 1.3 million sealed indictments now waiting, waiting to be unleashed at any moment. And this whole thing is a misreading of Pacer, which endless people have brought up and pointed out that the people that started doing this work got the search parameters wrong for what they were looking for, and they came up with way more sealed indictments than there really are. What they found was pretty much all documents that were in the system instead of just the sealed indictments. So basically, if there was anything that was sealed, be it a piece of evidence, be it a deposition, whatever it was, it was going into the folder that they were looking at. And the other thing that they're doing is they're compiling. They're just building this number up. They never look to see if indictments have been unsealed or if anything has changed. They just stick to this endless belief that the, the sealed indictment list is just growing and growing and growing. Now, the thing about this that's so ridiculous is... Back when it was 60,000 sealed indictments, it was still unreasonable. Now that we're well over 100,000 sealed indictments, I think they're like up to 160 or so, because they were very, very hopeful that when it reached 144,000 sealed indictments, that was going to trigger it because it was a biblical number. 
uh, that's like the chosen number of people, I think, in Jehovah's Witnesses or Calvinism or some stuff like that. But some branch of Christianity, that number is important to it. And they thought they were going to get their payoff then, and they didn't, because they never will. Now, the thing about the sealed indictments is Q only really vaguely mentioned sealed indictments once. The 60,000 sealed indictments was never really a big part of Q's actual motif until much later on when he cribbed it from the schmucks that were getting the sealed indictment uh, readings wrong off of Pacer. So uh, the, first, the first time Q ever mentioned sealed indictments was in Q Drop 151 in November of 2017, which this 151 is right after the big payoff. Because that was November 3rd, was when the world was supposed to end. There were two weeks post, Q actually supposed to, supposed to deliver any results. So now this is basically when Q is flailing. Q is trying to just keep the grift moving at this point. He doesn't have any actual discernible plan to do this. So he just gives us this very long stem winder of a speech. Uh, about how you capture a very dangerous animal and blah 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 and the message of it is is that you would not capture a dangerous animal by telling them you were going to capture them ever you would have kept it a secret you wouldn't have been talking about how you were going to have the National Guard pour into DC and arrest everybody two weeks ago and at the end of this very long stem winder he talks about sealed indictments and he says, why would sealed indictments be outside of D.C. jurisdiction? What purpose would that would this serve? What judicial appointments being rapidly completed? Who can you trust? Have faith, patriots. Q. And so he's talking about how Trump's packing the courts full of Trump judges. So sooner or later, they'll be able to appropriately rule on the sealed indictments and declare they're all totally legal, and we can get about the very important business of killing liberals which is all QAnon ever cares about doing. They really need to kill liberals. So that is what this is all about. It's just another uh, end times. It's another apocalypse that QAnon can trigger to end the world. They have the sealed indictments. They have D-Class, which I'll get into in a second. They have the question which I haven't done a podcast about, maybe I will at some point, but uh, simply put, the question is, the media hasn't asked Trump if Q is real yet, therefore they're scared to ask him, because Trump will confirm it's real, and then they'll all get handcuffed and be sent to Guantanamo Bay to be executed. Seems plausible. But, uh... <laughs> They have all these different events that will result in them winning. Uh, they also have Trump saying, um, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us on Twitter. That will also end the world and grant them victory. How many religions have four different ways to trigger the apocalypse? And that's just off the top of my head. Q probably has more apocalypses just waiting to be uh, detonated that I don't remember off the, right now. Apocalypse I? I don't know. Let's, uh, Apocalypse N? Let's have funner abbreviations or uh, pluralizations there of, of QAnon, as it were, of the apocalypse. Make these guys feel special about themselves. But the 60,000 sealed indictments, the manpower you would need to do this the judges, the prosecutors, the 
law enforcement bringing in the evidence, the witnesses, the grand juries being impaneled, and all of this about anyone leaking it to the people that are being indicted, who are all incredibly powerful and incredibly well-connected. Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama have no idea that sealed indictments are awaiting them. The Bushes have no idea a sealed indictment is waiting for them. Bill Gates has no idea a sealed indictment is waiting for him. None of these people have gotten the, the call. None of these people have gotten information that they're in a world of shit and they need to get the fuck out of America ASAP. Ellen, Oprah, Tom Hanks, all the rest of them, completely oblivious. And the best part about this is, is that Q and QAnon have been talking about the sealed indictments for years now. So if Q and QAnon were powerful like they claim they are, Someone would say, oh, wow, the people that are totally capable of putting us in jail have been talking about putting us in jail for years. I'm going to call my friend down at the courthouse and see what he has to say about a sealed indictment. Oh, crap, there's one waiting for me. I better leave America for a country that doesn't have an expedi expedition treaty with us. See you all later. Bye. Hank's out. I mean... That would be what would happen if there was any logic or coherency to this stupid narrative. So, uh, beyond the stupid sealed indictments, we then have the stupid D-Class. Now, the thing about D-Class is this was originally the death blow for the Deep State. This originally was just the game over. This was the... Patriots winning, and the dirtbag, evil, scum, cabal losing. Because, as uh, Joe M. says in QAnon, The Plan to Save the World, D-Class back then was the NSA releasing all the information they've ever gotten from anyone that has used... Um, any kind of text messaging, cell phones, emails, anything. That the NSA has all the information stored on their servers. And that Donald Trump need but access it. And he'll have Hillary Clinton talking to Barack Obama about the heroin trade in Afghanistan. Or gun running in South America. Or the satanic abuse they were conducting in Haiti or any of the other myriad of crimes that they are committing and documenting via all of the various communication devices they used. And this was like the original D-Class. This was the game over D-Class that Q was promising people. And he, for the first mention of D-Class is really odd. It's in uh, QDrop 365, and it just says D-Class Atl Atlanta ATL bracket past. News unlocks map, find the markers, blah, 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 a bunch of gibberish. And then he, the next time he mentions it, he says D-Class POTUS, the shot heard around the world. And he then keeps going and uh, D-Class pain, enjoy the show in 1439. D-Class Public, 3, EO Dated Official, IG Redactions Heavy, Plus Remove, Hussein White House Call, Tarmac, Bill Clinton, Loretta Lynch, Rod Rosenstein, James Comey, yeah, just, just all this kind of stuff. 302s, Text, Tarmac, FBI, DOJ, Operative Insertions, UK, Dark Delight, Shall We Play a Game, uh, 
just, again, this was going to give up everything, all the information, the tarmac call, all of their stuff was going to be exposed. Everything was going to be revealed. And this was going to be the end of the Democratic Party in the deep state. Uh, 1496, POTUS in possession in reviewing original IG redacted report, modified IG unredacted report, Rod Rosenstein version, modified IG redacted report, Rod Rosenstein version, IG summary notes, obstructions to obtain select info, three release incoming tomorrow, FBI DOJ handling of Hillary Clinton email investigation, Rod Rosenstein, who has the sole power to declass it all? Do you witness the stage being set today? Noons, Grassley, Freedom Caucus, push for docs. Rod Rosenstein, central figure within docs, personally involved. Known conflict, immediate impeachment, resignation, termination, recusal, if ever brought to light. Be loud, be heard, fight for truth. Cue. So again, the D-class just destroys whoever it touches. Anything that Q wishes to annihilate via the power of D-class will be annihilated. But then D-Class shifted. It became about Carter Page's FISA warrants. It became about uh, Woods protocols and all kinds of stuff like that. It became this very niche, very in-the-weeds kind of stuff about how intelligence agencies gather information, how the FISA court actually uh, approves FISA warrants, and it became a very micro, a very small thing, a very laser-focused thing about this one problem. And the thing about QAnon is they use these two D-classes interchangeably based on who the audience is and who they're trying to appeal to. When they're trying to appeal to the lunatic rank-and-file QAnon people that are listening to Julian's Rahm and Pragmatic and whatnot, will you... D-class is the atomic bomb. D-class is the de destruction of the deep state in every way, shape, and form. It is annihilation. It is the uh, Joe M. plan to save the world D-class. But when they see Joe DeGeneva and all the other hucksters and con men on Fox News grumping and furrowing their brows and talking about how James Comey is going to have a lot to account for, for his terrible D-classes that were really poorly done, I mean, for FISA warrants that were obviously illicitly obtained, and there was all kinds of fraud and mistakes and malfeasance. Then the story changes to it's just about Carter Page, because this is about giving the D-class uh, viability outside of QAnon, because once you start telling people that, oh, yeah, the D-class... It's about all the murder and gun running and drug trafficking and child abducting and Moloch worshipping that Bill Gates and Tom Hanks were doing. And we got it all on the cell phones of these bad people. Once Trump digs up those files from the NSA, they're all going to jail forever. That's when the red hat MAGA guy looks at you funny and just tells you to vote for Trump and he runs away as quickly as he can. Because he wants your vote. He doesn't want to actually talk to you because you're nuts. So in order to uh, hide your power level, as we like to say in this industry, you dial the D-class back to just being about Carter Page. And you pretend that that's 
what all that matters. And the other thing is, is that the Carter Page D class, they've they've tried to blow this out of proportion that it's going to implicate Comey, that it will implicate Obama, it could get Loretta Lynch. It, the Carter Page D class could actually bring down a lot of people, according to Fox News and the people who traffic in this nonsense. But they don't uh, ever have a payoff to it because they know there's really no there there. There's no actual result here because we've already gone through it. We've already had the IG report, and the IG report was what we thought it was going to be. It was basically the FBI cut some corners. They did some things that weren't totally great, but nothing that rises to the level of crime, at least not a crime that we could prove in a court of law. And the feds don't take a case unless they're going to win it. There's a reason why they have a 90% conviction rate at a trial. It's because they don't take the lemons. They take the sure things, and they dunk on you. So this whole idea that the, the, the weak D-class, the Carter Page D-class, will destroy the deep state is hilarious and also incredibly misguided. So the hope there is really just lost, as is... Pretty much any hope in any big payoff from QAnon because they're never gonna never gonna do anything for you. Uh, before I get to the small number of questions I have, and some of them were kind of jokes, uh, I wanted to get angry for a moment. Uh, allow me this moment of rage. I really the past couple days when I had to try to figure out where the photograph of a beaten child came from, it was fucking sickening that I had to do that because when I Google searched the photo of the child everywhere the photo was was just fucking assholes lying about the photo and having it posted everywhere on all these right wing and QAnon sites and talking about Hollywood pedophiles and monsters and there was eight pages in the Google search of the photo and the photo is horrible to look at. It's honestly sickening. This child has broken blood vessels in their eyes. There's all kinds of cuts and abrasions around their lips. Their neck has horrible slashes on it. There's raw skin you can see all around the neck. It was like they were aggressively choked or they had a rope put around their neck. I mean, it is a hard-to-look-at, disgusting photo. And the only places I could find the photo were just these sick ghouls that traffic in this crap, posting it back and forth to each other with captions about, oh, look at look at what Hillary Clinton and all these other monsters do to the babies. we got to save the babies. And it's like, no, you fucking pricks. You're not saving a baby. You're exploiting a child that was beaten by its mother. You're fucking monsters. You're sickening. You absolutely are the worst. You're disgusting. And the thing was is that I was able to figure it out. I was, and I, and I'm not some, I'm not a genius. I'm, I was just determined enough to figure out how this photo came to be, and it was because the child had a piece of paper with their name on it in front of them, and I typed in their name and child abuse into the Google search, and it came up, and that's where I found the article from. Uh, the Arkansas news agency that talked about how this, the father 
found his two children, both both his son and his daughter, the pictures of his daughter, found the pictures of his son and daughter, his son and daughter having been beaten by his the mother of those children and her girl and her boyfriend. And they the scumbags that beat the kids, they were arrested. The mother got six years in prison. The boyfriend got 10 years in prison, and deservedly so. From the article uh, from WREG.com News, Clinton Rushing Jr. said he was horrified when he saw his three-year-old daughter's injuries Monday night. Blood vessels in her eyes were broken. Her mouth was surrounded by bloody bruises, and lacerations covered her neck. Honestly, I'm surprised she's alive, to be real. Like, I don't know how my baby could, could, could pull through that, said Rushing. The girl's mother, Sarah Keeling, and the mother's boyfriend, Anthony Mosley, were arrested Tuesday after Rushing said he got a tip on Facebook that his daughter had been abused and drove to, Gon- to Gonsal from his home in Missouri. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Rushing said Keating insisted on meeting him at a gas station and wouldn't tell him where in the trailer park on South Air Force Base Highway she and his daughter were living. He also said he had difficulty seeing the full extent of his daughter's injuries at first. It was dark when we got there and their mother was the whole time covering them up, said Rushing. Rushing said Keeling never explained how his daughter got the bruises, but once he saw them, he he said he t- immediately took her to a hospital in Missouri. He also noticed his two-year-old son had injuries on his eyes and lips. He later learned a picture of his badly beaten daughter had begun circulating online, showing her held by an unidentified hand. It's so disturbing, WREG has opted not to publish it. This is a local news station literally saying the photograph that is circulating the internet constantly at all times was so sickening they didn't want to air it. And this story goes on for a little while. Police arrested these people. I then checked further articles, and the two of them were, I don't know if they were convicted or if they pled out, but they were sentenced. And for some odd reason, the sentencing stated that the uh, the, the Mosley, the, the boyfriend, got 120 months, and the mother, uh, Keeling, got 72 months, and that they were going to get credit for time served of about of a uh, 343 days each in prison. 
So I don't know if they were in prison awaiting trial and they were tried and convicted, or if they were just in prison and then they took their guilty pleas and moved on. But they were punished for what they did. You can argue <laughs> if the severity, if the amount of jail time uh, matches up to the severity of the crime, but justice was in some level served. They were convicted of what they did. And we know this story. These are facts. This is documented. This is reality. So every sick bastard that puts this kid's photo out there is lying. And if they would do 10 minutes of research, because it took me 10 whole minutes, mostly just because I had to figure out how to spell the name because there was their, their little hand was blocking some of the letters in their name. I'm actually getting sad right now just thinking about it. It fucking offends me. And then these pricks, they call me a pedophile. They call me a child abuse apologist and defender and enabler. Get fucked. God, get fucked. You're such pieces of shit. It's just... It's so sickening. It's so absolutely sickening. But this is what these people do and they get themselves off doing it. They, they love looking at abused children. They love looking at pedest art. This is their whole thing. And it's really weird and it's really creepy and it's a subculture that's terrible. And man, when QAnon goes up in flames, as it inevitably will, it's going to be really gruesome seeing how they try to keep justifying what they're doing and how they keep defending it and they keep accepting it and, and allowing it. And... But uh, I'll just keep looking at these assholes. I'll just keep watching and monitoring them because they're 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 dirtbags and they deserve to be called out for it. They deserve every last bit of scorn and hatred that can be lumped upon them for the terrible things that they are doing and will continue to do because they just don't have any conscience. They are just absolutely terrible people. So uh, that brief, uh, very delightful diversion out of the way. Uh, U.S. First Patriot asks. Is the increase in sealed indictments in the Trump administration related to his increase of enforcement on illegal immigrants or because, or because of draining the swamp? Indictments get unsealed often. Why is most of the country still not awake? Uh, the thing is, is that, again, the Pacer stats are just so wrong on this. Most of these documents, I would bet a lot of these indictments are unsealed by this point. I bet if they were actually looking at these things on the correct metrics, they would not be uh, they would not be out of out of the norm, and I wonder what it would look like right now, especially with uh, the COVID nineteen and every major uh, statistical analysis of what's happening in America says that crime is uh, plummeting because people are just staying indoors and they're not killing each other or stealing from each other or whatever. So, I would love to know if someone did like a April through, let's wait until the end of May, but do a two-month search for sealed indictments in this two-month window and see how many hits you actually get, because I bet it wouldn't be a ton. I bet that you wouldn't have a lot more to add to the already massive pile of sealed indictments that these idiots are just collecting. Uh, Runs and Roses says, how does Pacer work? Asking for QAnon. Oh, boy. We could tell them, but they wouldn't listen. Uh, ain't that the truth? It's so crazy when sort of dumb stuff starts all these things. 
And finally, Chris Holloway says, uh, why are QAnon such star fuckers? They back a D-lister for president, and they are obsessed with any actor, actress, or comedian that they see as anti-Trump and virtually flate any pro-Trump celeb, all the while claiming not to care about Hollywood. Uh, they're star fuckers because they are obsessed with celebrity and fame and power and influence. They see the ruling class as separate and different and exotic in a way. And they like to imagine that everyone they see on their TV is somehow involved in the fight. I mean, I mean, just imagine all these people that are actors or actresses or singers, and they might have some political cause here and there, but at the end of the day, they just want to get up on stage, do a show, take a bow, and then go back to the hotel and sleep it off or party with their friends or whatever. Or if you're an actor or an actress, they just want to do their show and get home and collect the royalty checks for just banging it out. I mean, you might want to like work to save some animals or save the rainforest. There's just some like generically good charity, like the smile train or something like that. I mean, but you really, you don't have to care about politics. You don't have to care about these things in a macro sense. I mean, you could, people could ask you, hey, who are you going to vote for? And you could be like, yeah, they're all fucking corrupt anyways. What do I care? I mean, it's very possible to be ambivalent about the situation while you're famous. And these people can't accept that. They have to pull everyone into the plot Everyone has to be a part of the game. Every famous person they see has to be a chess piece on the board playing their role, doing something for good or for ill. And because these conspiracy theories like the Illuminati and QAnon default to everyone being a bad guy, the default setting for any famous person is evil. And then when they find out that a famous person is actually good, it, gets, it makes them very excited. They're like, oh, wow, we got one on our side. Oh, man, Kanye flipped. He's on our team. This is cool. We, we got a famous person who's working for us now. Oh, it's so nice. Because they have to imagine that you only got where you are because you are beholden to the cabal. Your, your fealty is to the New World Order. You couldn't have been discovered off SoundCloud. You couldn't have hustled for years as an independent artist and made it big. You couldn't have been a struggling actress who's really pretty and some powerful executive w uh, was at the table you were waiting and after a brief conversation you gave him your number and he decided to have you audition for a part. You got it. Like, you just can't get any breaks in this world that are not preordained by Moloch. It's so silly. Like, uh, the number of people who've told their, like, how they got their break, how they got famous, the, these stories, so many of them are hilariously impossible. They are one in a million kind of things that could never be repeated. 
um, Maisie Williams, uh, who played Arya Stark on Game of Thrones and is now, we shall be able to live off that money probably for the rest of her life, but she's, not, she's young and she obviously wants to do more acting, so she told the story of how she got this break. And the way she got the break was she lives in a tiny town in, in England, and there was a talent, there was like some sort of like talent classes event that was being done in the city, as it were. And her parents were like, hey, Maisie, there's this big event happening in the city where kids can go and like learn cool stuff and practice like things you can do to get famous. And Maisie was like, I want to take the dance class. I love dancing. I want to be a dancer. Let's go. Let's let, let me get my groove on. Let me get my swerve on. So they drive to the city, and they get to the uh, the big seminar, the big event, and the and the dance class is sold out. She cannot get in, so she's stuck in this uh, stuck in this big convention thing, and she can't take the class she wants to take. So this sucks. There's an opening in improvisational acting, and so she takes it, and she does a scene with somebody at some point in the event, and that was that, and then she walks out of the class, having been like generally apathetic to the whole process, and someone follows after her, an adult. And they're like, excuse me, small child, you were excellent at improvisational acting. I thought you were really great. And she's like, yeah, I came here to dance. I didn't want to do improvisational acting. So like, uh, fucking bugger off. I don't care. And they're like, no, no, no. I, I see something in you. You're really cool. Here's my business card. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put in work for you. I'm going to hustle for you. And she's like, okay, you weird creep. Uh, sounds great. So he then calls her sometime later and says, hey, I got a, I got a commercial you can audition for. So she goes and auditions for the commercial, doesn't get it. And then a while later, he calls her up and says, hey, I got an audition for a pilot for a television show. And she tells the story that the pilot for the television show that she was going to have to audition for was the same day as a field trip to a pig farm. And she was furious that she got denied to going to the pig farm because the pig farm was so cool. But she gritted her teeth and did the pilot, and it was for Game of Thrones, and she got the role, and she's Arya Stark, and now she's a trillionaire. That's life. That's how weird life is. George Soros and Moloch and Madonna and Obama and Hillary were not looking at all these different headshots of all these different young British girls and said to themselves, that one, she pleases me. She would be famous now. And then they called up the, the Williams family and told them, your daughter, she will not be famous. We will send over a baby for her to eat to cement her bond with Moloch. If she refuses the baby, we will kill all of you. Click. I mean, that, that's, that's not how this happens. That's not how this works. It's so ridiculously stupid. Uh, I've, I don't know if I've told the story on a podcast before, but I tell this story constantly because it's about garbage and Shirley Manson, so of course you're going to fucking hear about it. Uh, Shirley was in uh, a band called Goodbye Mr. McKenzie, and they fell apart. And then she joined a band called Angelfish, and they were falling apart. And Angelfish 
recorded a video for the song Suffocate Me. And they released this video was released. It aired on MTV one time. One time ever. And uh, Steve Marker, one of the two guitarists slash keyboardists in Garbage, recorded the video because he was watching 120 minutes where it was played, and that was the cool segment of MTV back then. Liked Shirley's voice, and one thing led to another, and now she's a very famous person who I post photos of on the internet. And that's the thing. that That's what happened. Uh, Steve Marker did not get a phone call from... Bill Clinton, who had been the president at that time, and Bill wouldn't have told him that you you have to hire the sexy Scottish lady. She has to be the front lady for your band, and if you don't do it, I'll kill you and your families. That's not what happened. This was dumb luck, just absolute dumb luck. He could have had the sniffles that night and just not watched TV, and Shirley would be waiting tables now. I mean, it's just it's just that kind of thing. I mean, it's just just. The world is random and arbitrary, and no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you strive, no matter how much you push to get to have success, you're going to have to catch a break. And even if you don't think you caught a break, you caught a break. It worked out for you in a way that you couldn't know. Just something happened that was unforeseen to you, but it was it was happenstance. It was uh, random. It was just chance. And that's the reality of the world. And it will always be that way. And now I'm not not, not saying that with hundred. I'm not saying there's not a situation where hundred percent hard work got someone someplace. But there was a break. They, the 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 hard work got them to a point that would have been really cool. But the break got them to an even cooler spot. And that's just the nature of our lives. That there are things beyond our control that impact how we live and what we're doing. I had some cool stuff lined up at my job, and it was taken away from me by coronavirus. I might get it back, but I don't know. I have no idea. So, I mean, these things happen, but you just got to roll with it. You got to take the punch and just, just roll with life. Now I'm just collecting unemployment and enjoying uh, staying at home and being a slug. It's cool. I get to do this. I get to talk into this microphone a bunch and have people tell me that I am entertaining them which is thrilling. I love it. But, I mean, it's new and it's a thing. And that's life. I'm going to say that's life about a hundred times. I'm going to repeat myself like Watkins on the QAnon forums, just fucking hashing out the same shit over and over and over again until you get bored sick of it. That's me. Repetitive. Just like Jim Watkins. So, uh, I forget what I want to talk about next time, but I'll figure out something to talk about. Maybe how Jim Watkins fucking sucks. That sounds reasonable. Whatever, whatever it is, I'll talk to you all again in a little while and get ready for the fall of the cabal thread, which is going to be just, I've heard this is unbelievably terrible. I have heard people tell me that like they've watched this for like 15 minutes and it sucks shit and they wish they could just watch Out of Shadows instead. That this is absolute crap. And God, it sounds so good. I love the idea of just really terrible QAnon dreck. Just, just pump it into my veins like adrenochrome or disinfect it as our president told us. So yeah, Fall of the Cabal starts tomorrow. It's going to be great. Uh, bask in the stupidity of these terrible people telling you lies. And uh, hopefully there's more child abuse photos in this thing so I can get really fucking pissed. That'll be great. So uh, see y'all later. Have a good one. 
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.